Welcome everyone to day nine of the 21 days of prayer. We hope you have been finding this series encouraging, helpful, and deepening your relationship with the Lord and in your prayer time. Today I want to continue on. I'm actually starting on page 31 if you have the prayer handbook with you. And the first scripture I want to reference is 2 Timothy 1.7. And it says, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid or fearful, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Now, many of us have heard that verse before, and some of the things that stuck out to me, um, as I was even just rereading this, because if you look at the opposite of that, you know, it says, He does not make us fearful. So we are the opposite of that. We should have peace in our life. He gives us power. We aren't weak, which means that when he's called you to do something or if you feel like God is um, speaking to your heart to go say something to someone or uh, run with an idea, a God idea, whatever it is, that you have the power to do that because of his spirit in you. He's also given you the love. So with his spirit, we can love those that it may be hard to feel like loving sometimes, um, but with his spirit, we can do that. We can show love even when someone doesn't show love to us. And the other was self-discipline. You know, in our life and with our flesh, so our flesh and spirit, they don't agree a lot of times. And we, with the spirit of God, we can have that self-discipline in our life. For example, even with the 21 days of prayer, like starting that habit, a good habit of spending time, whatever it looks like with the Lord every day, making your self-discipline, making your flesh submit to what your spirit wants to do. Because your spirit is craving the Lord. It craves to spend time with the Lord. But many times our flesh and does not want to do that. Our soul, our mind, our will and emotions, they're not interested in that. And so the best way to get those things to fall in line is to strengthen our spirit. Because the more we strengthen our spirit, the more it can lead instead of letting our flesh lead. And another thing I want to um, talk about with that scripture is with the timidity or fearful, fearfulness. Um, you know, we've said this a couple times throughout this series, but it's a really prevalent thing in where we live today. You know, there's all kinds of things that we can be fearful of, but we know that God is not the author of fear. And I want to give you an example. I want to cut it down really short um, to give you an idea of what God did for me in a time of my life where I could have been super, super fearful. And I want to describe it to you so that you can understand when I was back in college, my freshman year, I actually got really, really, really sick and actually almost died. Um, and during that time, I knew that the Lord was with me. I knew I had that inner peace um, that everything was going to be okay. Even when I was in the hospital and I would hear what the doctors and nurses were saying, um, it was almost as if I, God had put me like in this bubble. And that's how I describe it when I'm explaining it to kids. It's like a grace bubble, a peace bubble that even though I'm hearing these certain things that they have to tell you before you go into surgery or before they do certain procedures, um, I'm just like, okay, that's okay. You know, I know I'm going to be fine because God has got this. And I go through that whole time of my life 
I come out of it. There's a lot of miracles and testimonies in that story itself, but I want to talk about the fear aspect um, because there was some times during that season before I'd even ended up at the hospital, I knew what was going on. I knew that the enemy was wanting to destroy me. And I had had, I, there's this point where I got so fed up with what he was trying to do. I just began to refute and reject everything that he was trying to do to me. I remember being in my dorm room and I was just speaking the word and declaring that you have no right to me. I am a child of God. And I just began to just speak all these God things that had been in my spirit, but I began to speak them out. And as I began to do that over and over and over, even though physically things didn't look good naturally, I knew that God had this and I knew that God had a plan. And so during that whole time and that season in my life, he really just encapsulated me with that peace bubble. It's a grace bubble because the things I was hearing normally would make you just panic you know, naturally, but I was just like, okay, you know, do what you got to do because I know I'm going to be fine because I know what God has said. And so I give that example to you to show you how no matter what situation you are in, it could be something with you or something with your child or a family member, a job situation, God can give you peace and grace to get through that situation. And I'll, this is a further testimony to that. After this whole, that whole time in my life and I got better and some time had passed, I had gone back to read the notes that my dad had taken and he was taking every note that the doctor was saying and putting it in his phone. And I began to read those things and I remember feeling, oh my goodness, I had no idea how bad it actually was. And that was a testimony to me that God had just, he had graced me to get through that. And you may have gone through something similar where you look back on it and you're like, it's because of God's grace that I am where I am today or that we have come through this and on the other side. Because what the enemy would mean for bad, God can turn it around for good. And looking back on it, if I were to, if they were to say, would you go through, would you have gone through that again? I'd say, yeah, because that really taught me about who I am in the Lord. It gave, it increased my faith and um, I'm closer to him today because of it. So no matter what you're going on, what's going on in your life, let God put you with his peace, give you his grace, give you his love because he can carry you through. So I just want to pray really quick. Um, if that's something that, you know, maybe you're struggling with, you can just agree with me, you know, pray your prayer to the Lord. Say, Father, I know you have not given me a spirit of fear or timidity, but one of power of love and self-discipline. When my mind feels out of control, I pray that you will renew my spirit and let power, love, and self-discipline fill me. Help me look more like you every day. With confidence that your power lives in me, give me boldness to confront the enemy and anything I see in the world that does not reflect your heart. Thank you for breaking the spirit of fear off of my life. And I receive the truth that you have given me a sound and healthy mind in Jesus name. Another scripture I want to go over if you're following along with me, it's Romans 8, 28. 
And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, as Christians, as Christ followers, we are not guaranteed to have a rosy life every day of our life. Like we will have challenges and we will have times of difficulty, but there will also be times of rejoicing and God's blessings. But the thing is, is that whenever we go through those difficult moments, those seasons in our life, we have something that the world doesn't have, but they really need. Because if you think back in your life, when you're going through a difficult season, I don't know how many of you can think, I am so grateful for the Lord because he really carried me through that. Uh, Maybe it's with a spouse or a family situation, a job, whatever it is. Because the scripture is saying that we know all in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. And so with that being said, and we know not everything will be easy, but in those difficult moments, God can take that and he uses it to refine you, to shape you, because he sees where he wants you to be, where he has created you, the giftings he's put inside of you. And sometimes it takes that, those tough times to refine us, um, to get out the things in our, in our life that shouldn't be there so that he can be full. He can be the one shining through us. So I encourage you, you know, if you're going through some hard stuff right now, just to say, God, you know, show me, show me how you can turn this around for good because his word says that he can. So if that's you right now, just agree with me in prayer. Say, God, you promised me in your word that in all things you work for my good. Right now, there are circumstances in my life that don't feel good and that I cannot see an ounce of good in. And right now, talk to God about those situations. Maybe you're frustrated or lonely or you're worried, whatever that is. God can handle that. Even though this is how I feel, I choose to believe your truth over my feelings. That is huge. Choosing to believe, you're making an act of your will to choose the truth that's in here over what you naturally feel. So that's where faith can kick in. Because even if something doesn't naturally look like you want it to, if you're choosing, saying, God, I'm standing on what your word says, and he sees that. It says he is faithful, and he does not let his word come back void. So just express that to him. Um, When you say you will work in all things for my good, believe him. Even in situations that seem hopeless, I know you are working on my behalf and that you want more for me than I could ever want for myself. Thank you for having a purpose for me and working all my life circumstances for good. Because those difficult times in your life, and we all have different kinds, God can use you to help someone else who may be going through something similar and down the road. So just say, God, don't let me go through this in vain. Like I want something to come out of this. And it will. Another scripture is trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge. That's Psalm 62, 8. He is the one we can go to. He can handle your doubts. He can handle your struggles. I know sometimes people may think, well, I can't, I can't show my doubts to God because I don't want to come across that way. God can handle it. 
And it's when we're honest that he can begin to work. Um, because if you struggle, like maybe it's with doubt or maybe it's with faith, like ask him, say, God, increase my faith. I don't, like even some of the disciples, they struggled with that, but they continue to press on. And so in our life, we have, you know, situations where we're tested to say, okay, God, I'm trusting you in this. Maybe it's finances. Um, I'm trusting that if I put you first, I tithe, I do what your word says. I do it as your word says that you will fulfill it and he will. So if that's you, you can pray with me. Father, in your word, you invite me to pour out my heart to you. You are my refuge, and I know that anything I think, feel, or do is okay to bring to you. Knowing that you are a safe place for me, I come to you, and I give you everything on my heart. And you can talk to God about those specific things. He is not going to go, like, if you've ever shared something in confidence with someone and then found out it was shared to someone else, God's not going to do that. He is the safest place you can go to. And he can take, when you release those cares and worries to him, he replaces it with his peace. So trust him. Just try him. He's there and he wants to show you that he is faithful. So just asking that to release you, to give you that peace from whatever's worrying you. And even all those things that are delighting you, you want to share that with him. You want to share what I hope for and even the things you're afraid of. I bring it all to you because I know I can trust you. Help me and guide me in every area in Jesus' name. And then we have Deuteronomy 28, 12. It says, The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You know, God, he wants to bless you and he wants you to be able to bless other people. It's not for us to hoard to ourselves, but to say, okay, God, whatever, if whether it's finances or whether it's ability, um, I mean, whatever kind of blessing it is, you know, how can you use, maybe you're like a really good cook. Okay, and it's just natural to you. And that's like a gifting he's put into you. Um, maybe your gift is like hospitality. How can you use that to help other people? And everything he thought about, everything he's putting in you, your eye color, your hair color, the gifts and talents, you are not an afterthought. And he wants to bless the work of your hands. And um, the biggest thing I think with that when I read that is... Saying, you know, God, you have given me these things or this ability. How can I bring you glory? And I think that's just an awesome way to keep us even humble, um, no matter what that, what that thing is or that gifting may be. So your prayer could be something like this. Lord, I believe you have everything I need and you want to bless me. You tell me in your word that you will open the heavens to bless the work that I do. I know that without you, I can do nothing. I ask that you will open the heavens and pour out your blessings and power over me. I give my work and my efforts to you and I ask you for favor and blessing in anything my hands touch. And you could even surrender specific things to him. May it be for your glory alone so that others may see your power and goodness at work. And another thing that crossed my mind when I had read that was 
the scripture that talks about doing everything you do as unto the Lord, not man. And if we have that in our mind and that's what we're focusing on, then it doesn't matter what it is, but whatever task we're facing, whether it's homework or whether it's our job or cleaning or whatever it may be, if we train ourselves to think, okay, I'm not doing this, you know, for my yeah, I'm doing it for my paycheck if it's for your job, but I'm doing this as unto the Lord. God will use that and he will bless the work of your hands. And um, because when we do that as unto the Lord, we are also showing people, we are a testimony of, man, they really they really take pride in what they do. They really want to do it right and do it well. Because when you're looking in the word of God, many of the scriptures that you know we've been talking about will say, you do this and God does this. We cannot just be a bystander. We have to be active um, in our relationship with the Lord. And uh, this other scripture I want to talk about, Romans 8, 38 through 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's a good scripture to be reminded of, especially if maybe you have, you know, slipped up in some way. Because when we slip up in some way, the enemy is right there, you know, ready to remind you of the mistakes you made recently or years ago. Because I remember there was one time out of the blue, I got in my car, this was years ago, I got in my car and um, out of nowhere, the enemy just sort of started reminding me of something I had already repented of, asked God for forgiveness of, and he just started trying to get shame and all this other stuff on me. And I realized, I recognized what was going on. And I, I told him he needed to be quiet, shut his mouth. And I said, I have already been forgiven of this. God has forgiven me. I have repented. And that is no longer who I am. Because God's word says that we are a new creation in Christ. And so sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that. And, you know, with this scripture, no matter what you do, God's love is there. Even if you stumbled, his love is there and he's still waiting there with open arms. That's one of the most awesome things about God. He's not conditional. He is unconditional. And um, he, his love is greater than like even the love of a parent, the deep love that a parent may have for their child. His love is even greater than that. There is an illustration I do with the kids a lot of times uh, with like VBS or Children's Church. If we're talking about the love of God, I have these two books and I sit there and I interchange the papers and I get them, you know, stuck in between. And I say, okay, I want two of you to come up here. I want one of you to pull one side, one of you to pull the other side. I said, pull hard, use as much muscle as you you can they're sitting there trying to pull it apart and they cannot no matter what they do they can't I even pull adults up there or bigger teenagers and they still can't get it to come apart and I I use that to teach them I said just like this cannot come apart that is like nothing can separate you from the love of God and many times if we feel like we're separated it's because maybe we've done the moving We've done the moving away, but God is still there and he's still there waiting for you to come back to him. So I encourage you, if that's, if you feel like you've, maybe you're not as close or um, you feel separated from him, remind yourself of the truth of this scripture. 
that we are not separated. None of these things can. But if we are moving ourselves back from him, we just got to go back to him with arms open and he is right there to receive us. So your prayer could be something like this. God, I am in awe of your love for me. You are so great and I am so small, yet you love me fully. I remind my soul today that nothing can separate me from your love and I am so grateful. There is nothing I can do to win or lose your love. You love me without condition because I know nothing on earth in time or space or anything in existence can separate me from your love. I will live confidently and peacefully knowing I have always been and will always be fully loved by you. Another scripture, the last one I want to focus on is on page 34. And it says, No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute. Another word for refute is to disprove. You will disprove every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. So if we're reading that scripture and we're taking it what it says, it's saying that no weapon that's created to harm you will succeed. You will disprove every tongue that accuses you. You know, in the Bible, it talks about how Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And that is one of the first things he can do to try and, you know, get someone to fall or, you know, is to create accusation. And so I just encourage you today, you know, if you... If you've done some things where it could, you know, cause some accusation, just repent. God is there. He's there to forgive you. But with this being said, if we are servants of the Lord, it says that he will vindicate you. He will take care of this if you are serving him and doing things righteously. I remember growing up, my mom, she'd always tell me, you know, do the, do the righteous thing, even though it's not easy. But if you do the righteous thing, then you don't have to go back and apologize. And that's the truth. If you do the righteous thing, God is working on your behalf. And even it's much easier said than done sometimes, okay, honestly. But if you can do that, even if someone's saying certain things about you, you know, the Bible talks about giving blessing, even when some pe- people are cursing you or saying ugly things about you or lies about you, you know, you are a carrier of God's blessing. And so you can speak out God's truth and his love and his blessings on people and you're activating him on your behalf. And so I just want to encourage you with that today. Like, let's do the righteous thing, even if it comes down to conversation and someone you're talking with, you know, is maybe talking about someone or something and um, could be in the form of gossip or whatever it may be, you know, to do the right thing. And the right thing is to not continue that conversation, but it's to say, hey, they're not here. You know, let's not, we don't need to be talking about them or that, that kind of situation. And that takes a strong spirit to be able to do that. But the more you do that, the stronger your spirit will be. So I just want to pray this with you today. It says, Lord, I know that no weapon raised against me will succeed because I am your child. I feel pressure in my life right now, and sometimes I feel as though life will overcome me. And you can even just express to him, what are those things that are, you know, you feel like are weighing you down? Uh, Just express those to him. Even though I feel this way in faith, I claim your promise. And again, it said, even though I feel this way, 
I claim your promise. So don't wait on your feelings. You have to begin to claim what his word says and then your feelings will eventually follow. It says your promise that no weapon can overcome me and that any accusations that can come against me will be silenced. This truth is verified by your love and saving power in my life. In Jesus name, amen.